Sunday morning, what's going on in Albany? Is there a deal? How much is it going to cost the uh, New Yorkers? Is New York going to survive as the Empire City? Well, with us today is star reporter from New York Post for Albany. We have Zach Williams. And Zach, give us a briefing. What the heck is going on? All the newspapers, everybody says a deal is done. What do you know? What do you hear? Well, the governor surprised everybody by announcing a $229 billion budget deal on Thursday night, you know, after state lawmakers had left the Capitol for the week. And, you know, there's a lot there. She secured changes to bail reform. There's a raise in the minimum wage. There are new uh, a new ban on new gas hookups in new buildings that will begin at the beginning of 2026. So it's been, and all of this comes after weeks of overtime negotiations between the governor and Albany Democrats who control the state Senate and Assembly. And, you know, we're all just kind of absorbing it now. We don't have budget bills quite yet, expected probably early, uh, either late on Sunday or early in the week. But, you know, it's, it's been a tumultuous budget season like no other that I've seen in my five years in the Capitol. And I think colleagues with longer memories would say the same. Bail reform. Do you know any additional details on that? Uh, are we going to feel safer walking around our city, our state? Well, the governor put it, uh, put it this way when I asked. You know, the, the change she secured in the budget was reported actually a couple weeks back. And basically it will remove for bail-eligible offenses a requirement that judges impose the least restrictive conditions needed to ensure someone shows up in court. What does that mean? Well, first we had bail reform, and it said that. And then later they made various tweaks that said, well, if somebody has been charged with a new crime or if they have a record of this or that or this and that, and a lot of judges complained that they were kind of confused. You know, do I go with the tweaks or do I go with the original law? The governor pointed that out when I asked, you know, how will mixing the least restrictive standard for bail-eligible offenses you know, make New Yorkers safer. And she put it that way. Now judges will have uh, more clarity on when they can impose bail and when they cannot. But at the same time, the governor gave up a different proposal, one that didn't get really that much attention, but one in which criminal defenders were up in arms about. Basically a few change words here and there that would have effectively meant in New York that bail would not would no longer be solely to ensure someone returns to court. That was not a law passed in the early 1970s. Hochul was proposing some changes to it, but she ended up abandoning them uh, in negotiations. But she did add one other justification. She pointed out, you know, that there have been a string of very high-profile, sensational crimes involving people who were bail eligible, but for whatever reason were released, and then went on to be accused of other crimes. So, you know, she pointed out that uh, newspapers, maybe talking about the New York Post a little bit there, you know, have really brought this <laughs> to the public's attention time and time again in recent years. And so those are two reasons why she felt that this change was justified. One, to give judges more clarity, and another, to kind of just address the broader sense uh, that among the public that, tr- that crime after historic lows is starting to get out of control a bit. And, you know, getting anything done at all that just says we change bail reform was seemingly the standard on that front the governor wanted to meet, and she met it for what it's worth. Well, uh, understood. And um, 
what uh, have they recognized that uh, so many people, a half a million people, uh, the exodus, they're out of uh, not paying New York state taxes anymore? And how do they, they deal with the budget? How much was last year's budget in comparison to what they just passed? Ooh, well, you put me on the spot there. If I remember off the top of my head, it was somewhere around $212 billion last year. So, this so is they're going up. Account. They're going up a lot. They're going up almost $20 billion. Is there going to be somebody around to pay it? <laughs> well, definitely billions of dollars. Uh, I'm going off my head on the last yes, year's uh, yeah. top line number. But something like that, definitely higher. And, you know, one controversial proposal where Hochul held the line was this push to raise taxes on the wealthy. Now, a lot of folks will, will point out that wealthy folks have a lot of money after all. But then again, you know, wealthy people pay a disproportionate share of state income taxes. And some say you raise it too much, more and more of them are going to go to lower tax states like Florida. So the governor held the line on that. But one other big issue that she brought up, you know, brought to the table was this affordable housing plan. You know, everyone knows there's not enough housing in, in New York City, the suburbs, and even upstate. But, you know, housing is a tricky political issue, and the governor ran into a wall of opposition in the suburbs, particularly, you know, uh, in the assembly, where a lot of members, you know, face kind of a political choice. On the one hand, you could accede to this proposal that would, you know, either uh, – that would impose housing targets 3% downstate. You know, every couple of years you're going to increase your housing costs by a few percent. But the political price in places, you know, some of these suburbs, they like things that the way they are, and they don't want affordable housing. Right or wrong, that is a political consideration for many legislators while they uh, pushed this proposal off the table. So the governor – Well, me and you are old enough to remember – to remember why Andy Spano, who was Westchester uh, County exec, lost the election. is Was it because uh, President Obama forced uh, 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 Section 8 housing in Westchester? Was that the one? It was something along those lines. I mean, there's a long story of suburban politicians who either because of taxes or housing or one of other one, – one, or any other of these <laughs> political tripwires – you know, had to pay a price. You know, the suburbs are a tricky political puzzle, and the governor sure didn't figure them out this time around. She says she's going to still keep pushing her housing proposals in the weeks that remain in legislative session, which ends soon. But everyone knows the governor has by far the most leverage in the state budget process, and it seemingly looks like she's going to have to wait till next year to uh, try anything uh, similarly ambitious. Understood. Uh, what else do you want to tell New Yorkers? I mean, uh, we, you know, we love New York. I'm a New Yorker. I love New York. I love New York City. New York City's budget, I heard, is going to be $107 billion. And that $107 billion is in addition to the 229 Well, what I would have to say is, you know, while this budget, you know, does address a lot, again, $229 billion, you know, that's a lot of spending. But housing, public safety, and a, and a few other uh, touchy issues remain open in the weeks that remain in the legislative session. You know, we'll have to see what happens. You know, legislators are going to have a bit more leverage over the governor than during the budget process. But I envision uh, a couple, you know, a few more weeks of, uh, you know, quite a bit of uh, fighting over some of these issues uh, before they leave for the summer in June. Understood. Uh, well, uh, Zach, 
You know, I pray for our city, I pray for our state, and uh, I pray, uh, you know, we survive. <laughs> That's the spirit, uh, yes. optimism. I'll take it. Thank, thank you so much, and uh, God bless you, and God bless New York and America. Thank you. <laughs> Catch you next time. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno.